another episode of Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. From the past week, I have been reflecting on the year and how the year has been for me and my household. I have come to the conclusion that God is good. And all the time, God is good. There is a hymn I want us to sing as a church in praise of our God. And as we sing it, to let the words be words of our meditation. Methodist hymn numbered 427. Through all the changing scenes of life, in trouble and in joy, the praises of my God shall still my heart and tongues exploit. We take all the six stanzas as our hymn of praise.
indeed our Lord and our God, through all the changing scenes of life, in trouble and in joy, you have made us know that you are the God who calms the storms. And that when the tempests are raging and the billows are tossing high, you are the one who speaks and the sea becomes still. So Lord, thus far have you brought us as a church, as families, as individuals. And we join our hearts together, Lord, to say thank you. We appreciate everything, Lord, you have done for us this year. In the midst of our failures, you have shown yourself as the true and unchanging God. So, Lord, even as we join our hearts as families this day, Lord, to give you praise and thanks, we say receive our praise, receive our thanks, and speak, Lord, to us in the living echoes of your tone. Be exalted, Lord, above every name and cause every knee to bow and every tongue to confess that you are Christ the Lord. In your blessed name have we prayed, Lord Jesus. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, once again we give thanks to God for this year. This is my last annual Thanksgiving with Trinity United Church. The next time I come, I'll come as a guest preacher. And so it gives me great joy. I was telling the ministers that today I'm the guest preacher for the day. And as I reflect over the past four years that I've been here, I've every cause to give thanks to God. I really praise God. The last time when the head of state of Nigeria was handed over, he said he's going to take care of bulls because it's easier to take care of cattle than to take care of human beings. But this is not so of Trinity United Church. I really have enjoyed my stay here and working here. At the right time, I will share my testimony. But I'm saying this to excite us, to make us know how we must be appreciative of all the great things God has done for us. God has been so good to us in the midst of all the changing scenes of life. As I was thinking about the theme that Harvest Committee has chosen, let us not lose hearts in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. The question that came to my mind was, it looks as if the Harvest Committee thinks that we are tired of giving. That some fatigue is setting in. But my dear brothers and sisters, this morning I declare to you that it is not over until it is over. We just cannot say we are tired of doing good. We cannot say we are tired of giving to the church because God has not been tired of taking care of us. Recently, I went through some little experience. I had to go and do some lab tests. 
and the doctors put me to sleep. And I found myself in the third heavens. So when I came back to myself, then I realized that when you get up in the morning, you must say thank you to God. Because God sedates us and we sleep for a short period and we wake up ourselves. We have every cause to give thanks to God. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as had been explained to us, the annual thanksgiving of this church, the decision of the council has been that it goes to support the budget of the church so that capital expenditure as well as the daily expenditures are supported by this. Yes, you bring your tithes and we are grateful to God. Sunday we take offerings and we are grateful to God. We make appeals and we are grateful to God. But where I sit, when I look at the cash flow in Trinity United Church, I just give thanks to God that there has not been a day where we have said we have run out of money. It is not because we have, but because God uses people like you to bring in in obedience. And so we are very grateful to God for how he continues to bless the work of our hands. In the midst of the difficulties, we continue to remain faithful in giving to God. And that is what has brought the budget to this point, where some of the things that we budgeted for, we have been able to carry through. And we have just about two months to end this year. To God be all the glory. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm sure some of you have heard for a long time the Jubilee Complex. And that's where people are beginning to think that, is it worth giving? This morning, I want to assure you that it is worth giving. I pray to God that before I leave this place, that which we have set ourselves to do, at least the phase one, we will see the block work completed. I will leave next year, July. But that God, in these six months plus, will raise up that structure to the glory of God. I'm so encouraged because I have come to realize as I read through the history of this church, when this chapel was being built, there were a lot of difficulties. Those of you who might have the memory, I hear the church almost got split. The seminary board will not approve of it. Church members were not happy. Today, this building is serving a multi-purpose. For the benefit of the seminary, for the benefit of the church, and for the benefit of others outside of this church. People come in here, they just stand in front here, they look at the church and say, what a wonderful chapel. I've heard people who look at it and say, I will join your church next Sunday. Beloved, it is because we as a church had stayed on focus. And I want to thank God that we keep focusing 
on things that will not only benefit us as a church, but will benefit the community and also use that as a means of bringing people to God. And so let us not lose hearts as we do good. Let us not lose hearts as we give money to support this church and to support God's work in this church. Let us not lose hearts. In the passage read from the book of Galatians, Paul had written to the church in Galatia, reprimanding them for giving in to teachings of some Jewish Christians who had come in to say, look, you need to be circumcised. You need to obey the laws of Moses. Otherwise, your salvation is not complete. Paul had gone on to explain how Christ has set us free from the law of sin. And therefore, the need for us to live as people who are free and yet controlled by God's Spirit. And then in the concluding part of his epistle, he throws in several concluding thoughts. One of which is about bearing one another's burdens. How the spiritually strong should encourage those who are spiritually weak. And this text that we have read, you realize that the verse 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he reap. God is interested in our motives for doing things. God cannot be mocked. So if you tell him, God, I give you all my heart. But from him, he sees that you have not given him all your heart. You, you, you are deceiving yourself. And so as we come to God to give to him, I want us to express from the depth of our hearts the love that we have for God. Because we are not giving to Trinity United Church, we are giving to God. For this to be used in Trinity United Church and beyond. If I tell you the blessings that Trinity United Church has been to many churches, almost every year we receive several appeals for fun, appeal for support, either from north or south or east or west. Small congregations, especially because the students who pass through this place know that as for Trinity, we are not hard-fisted. And so when they come, if for nothing at all, if we give them even 1,000, that 1,000 will be about 10,000 Ghana cities in that village. And so we keep receiving these, and we, I'm so grateful to the council that they understand this, and we give to support people. God is not mocked. God loves cheerful givers. And when we give, it is not necessarily the volume, but the heart that goes with what we put in. Therefore, beloved, 
when we decide to do good, we should remember that God is not mocked. The free will that we offer will go a long way to bless hearts. We are not only talking about money. We are also talking about a showing appreciation. I once went to a place and we were having a chat. And then a minister said, one day a church member worked to her, him and said, Osofu, today I'm happy. For the first time, somebody has walked to me in church and said, at the same. My dear brother and sister, when you come to church and somebody sits by you, if the person is not coming from your house, ask the person at the same. Because saying how are things doing, how is the going, might be the first word that that person is hearing for the whole day. Your smile on that person's face will make that person know that, hey, somebody loves me to smile at me. These are all part and parcel of doing good. We have been so created to be interdependent. And therefore, there is no one that can be all sufficient. We need each other. And no matter how big or small you express towards your brother or sister, it will be a great service that you are rendering to God. And therefore, beloved, let us not be weary of doing good. When the opportunity comes for us to do good, we must not let it pass by. There is no doubt that this, we live in a world of ingratitude. Sometimes when you have, from the heart, the depth of your heart, expressed gratitude to people, they would return it with bad feelings. And sometimes you might even regret for doing good. I had an auntie who came to a conclusion and said, Mikurama Jai Papaye. And then she was an old lady. So we, we, we didn't take her well seriously. She said, Ah, when you do good, people don't show appreciation. But God is not mocked. Even when people do not show appreciation, God knows and is appreciative of what you have done for his son or his daughter. It is our Christian duty as we go on to maturity to appreciate the fact that little things and big things come from God. And when we are chosen as agents to implement God's purpose, we should be appreciative of that privilege. That is why the apostle goes on and in verse 8 says that the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. 
when we sow from the depth of our hearts, backed by the power of God's spirit, it achieves a lot. But when we do it for the sake, let me give this person some two cities so that he gets away from me. You are just sowing in the flesh. Beloved, this verse draws our attention to the fact that if we do good because we are expecting a reward, we might be disappointed. But if the motive for doing good is as a result of the prompting of God's spirit, in due season, we will reap a heavenly reward. When I was growing up, my father taught me something. He had an orchard, and sometimes he would just harvest and distribute, just share. And when we asked him, he said, while I'm doing good to people here, somebody will also do good to you when you are far away from me. So I'm just doing good. I know that when I'm not around, somebody will do good also to you. And I found this to be very, very true. Very, very true. I had my sixth form at GSTS in Takrade, far away from my father. I remember one day I was there when those times, 77, 78, 79. A man came to me, my sister's old friend, some old friend. He just came with package of provisions. That was when we call provisions provisions. And he brought these provisions to me. And I just marveled. Because those times, if my father is going to send me money, he has to go to the bank, uh, the post office, buy a, a money order, send the money, then I'll receive the slip, go to the post office, go and collect the money. There was no mumbo. And then I understood what my father said. That while he's doing good to us, other people, some people also will be doing good to us somewhere where we least expect it. My dear brothers and sisters, as we grow on to maturity, let us know and understand that giving is part of our discipleship process. And let us never grow weary of doing good. Today, we have come to show our appreciation to God. We are the people of God. And we are the people who give to God's work. Sometimes I, I ask, I say, ah, but there are people in this church, in their organizations, they do uh, social or uh, corporate uh, this thing, responsibility, social responsibility. They go and give to charity. But they don't see TUC as a place of charity. Because they believe is that we will be able to generate our own income. And I know God will enable us to generate our income. Hallelujah. 
We need to move one more step, and that is why the Jubilee Complex is very important. You realize that in this very chapel, the rooms we have, attached rooms, are not enough. In fact, there were some rooms here that were designated for nursing mothers to change their children's uh, diapers. Now they've all been turned to offices. The choir, when I go around and I see where the choir have placed their gowns, their robes, all over the place, men and women are standing side by side dressing. It means there is a demand for office space. We need to raise that administration block so that we have more rooms to serve other purposes. And no one, as I've told you, no organization will come and give us money. You and I are going to generate the income for this work. And I want to tell you, as I said earlier on, that from history, whatever Trinity United Church has done has been of immense benefit to the seminary, to the community in which we live, and to society at large. Yesterday, a body was brought from the U.S. And they had no other place to come but to come to Trinity United Church so that we can bury that body. Because they know when you come to TUC, almost everything you need is available. And so my dear brothers and sisters, as we come to give to God today, in my eyes, I see an administration block whose block work has been completed. Let us carry that vision and give. If you are not able to give even all that you want to give today, we have up to December. Look at what God has done for you. And give, not just for the present, but for the future. What we do today will go a long way to support this church. It will go a long way to support the seminary. It will go a long way to support the society. And so let us not grow weary of doing good. When I was growing up, there was a building contractor Every year in my hometown, he was the chairman. Every year. Then one day he shared his testimony that he has taken up that contract that every year he will be the chairman because every year when he's a chairman, the next year he gets more jobs. So he doesn't want anybody to take that position. If anything at all, he will be the chairman and then all the other people will be co-chairpersons. If somebody has seen this secret, beloved, I don't know whether the Harvest Committee has got chairperson or co-chairpersons, but I want you to position yourself today that you are the chairperson. 
You are the co-chairperson. You are the special guests. And give to the glory of God. And I want to assure you that it will open doors of blessings. And you will count your blessings and name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. May the Lord visit us and bless the work of our hands. May the Lord visit us and grant unto us the desires of our hearts. May the Lord visit us and let us experience long life with good health. So we will know that we have not given because we just want God to give us, but we have given because we know our God is a faithful giver and he will not deprive us of anything that we will need to be able to live even unto the end. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 says, For God is not unjust as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. God is not unjust. Let us bow our heads and pray.
before we bring in our offering, I want us to express our appreciation to God. And whatever we have decided to bring, God is not mocked. Pray and ask that God will receive this as a gift of appreciation from Him. Heavenly Father, as a church, as families, as individuals, we lift up our hearts unto you and say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to contribute towards your work. Lord, you know our hearts. And so that which we bring, we bring from the depth of our hearts. Receive these gifts. And Lord, fill in the bands that it will overflow. That God, we will receive your blessings that measure cannot even stand up. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church Legon on YouTube and Facebook and follow us. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary Legon. Thank you.